This show is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Surfshark VPN allows you to surf the dark net, the dark web, the deep web. What I don't even know what the fuck people are calling it these days. Anonymously and at a very inexpensive price. If you go sign up at surfshark.deals slash lowrex right now, you're going to get 83% off your Surfshark VPN. A lot of people are signing up for NordVPN. It's just a name recognition. It's like, oh, well, you know, Coca-Cola is so popular. Well, why... Well, who could ever compete with Coca-Cola? How about Pepsi? How about you go with the Pepsi of VPNs? And that is Surfshark VPN. Alternatively, just go to Surfshark VPN and you Google search and go go browse that. And then just type in the coupon code LOWRAGE. You're going to save 83% on an annual subscription. It's only going to come out to like 15 bucks, Maybe a little bit more. Than that. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But that is a killer deal. Okay? So Surfshark.deal slash LOWRAGE. Go, go browse. Save. Don't do anything. I mean, listen, if you're a drug user, I'm going to turn a blind eye. But don't, don't, don't be sharing illegal photos or videos of, I won't even say what, you already know what I'm talking about. Don't be doing that, okay? But if you want to buy a gun, I'm, I'll, I'll forgive you for that. You know, just don't tell me about it. Surfshark.deals slash low risk. Go, go sign up for that. It's good. This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today is Hans. Hans, how are you doing? You are suffering a rainstorm, and it always sounds like you don't know how to use your microphone, like you're a beginner podcaster. Howdy. We should be leaning into the theme of the film and bring that to the podcast. So anytime we cover a Western, we should show up in cowboy hats with belt buckles and leather boots. Yeah. Up the budget for the podcast for that. <laughs> I don't have any of those things. Just ask for uh, J- Jake's wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, just ask Jake if he can uh, thrift store his his unused uh, clothing our way. Let me some boots are too small for me. <laughs> uh, but also uh, because, well, let me introduce it. Sorry, I don't want to start with the movie for yeah. Anyway. Terror on the Prairie, the latest Daily Wire bonfire legend release this is gina carano's big comeback film a lot of the adverts i saw yesterday said disney canceled her we uncanceled her so that's exciting stuff huh it's always exciting when someone gets uncanceled yeah it's it's always quality it's always for for good reason that uh you know they got that work peter 58 another one they pet uh anti-pedophiles canceled him we uncanceled him. Kevin Spacey. Peter 58. Who's Peter 58? Kevin Spacey. I just said his name four times. Oh, that's the Jeez. movie? Yes. That's the movie? That's the movie. Oh, oh, oh. That's you thought it was a canceled man who was me too? Yeah. We just <laughs> got, we got brushed over Peter 58. Fa- this very famous canceled man that I've never heard of. Um, is that is that other one a bonfire legend movie too? The, the... fuck no no I don't know who that oh, that belongs okay. to some Russian firm some Russian lawyer made that movie. Yeah, the same person that was paying uh, Bruce Willis's corpse to make movies for the past five years. Well, he's uh, he's you know I made a Bruce Willis joke on Thought Cops recently. It went over everybody's head. Nobody got it. Oh, well, how'd that feel? Well, the line was, the line was, the the, the line was, what was that Bruce Willis line from, from the the latest Die Hard? It's, I don't forgive, but I do forget. And uh, 
nobody seems to know that you know he's his brain's deteriorating he's gonna die of dementia right so that was uh Where, that was when, this is my second attempt in, to try to in, pass it over it's like when in die hard did that when did he say that line i'm not joking he's got the most uh, yeah that's all right but hey i'm on a lot of podcasts i'm a lot i'm on a lot of podcasts this week how many podcasts are you on hans god damn it one one it's this one maybe maybe we'll do civic or something what's the other one called uh five chud bros or something what five Ch- chapo trap house that's right I, I just did that i was on chapo this week no we did uh uh what is a woman we talked about what is a woman on monkey jones's podcast with survivors jeff varner that was a blast oh, yeah. that was a whole lot of fun monkey's uh podcast co-host is this austrian guy and uh he really got he dug into jeff varner a bit jeff varner for those who don't know who don't watch the hit television program survivor is a three-time uh gay contestant who on his last go around uh was very desperate to stay in the game so he looked over to the trans contestant the first ever trans contestant and said you know if you're so this is me paraphrasing if you're so trustworthy why haven't you told anyone you're trans that did not go the way he thought it was going to go. They said, you know what? We're not even going to vote. I think you should just leave. And that's what happened. Wait, the trans, was there a, a trans con- contestant before the, the bald guy that was yeah. a drug addict or something? Yeah, there was oh. one who was uh, like a chubby little gay guy. This, this is very confusing. It was a, a girl who became a guy, but she was a lesbian and then she became a guy and then she became gay, which is not a unique phenomenon. You see this a lot with YouTube influencers. So she's a straight woman that's dating a gay man. She was a girl. Right. Who was a lesbian and became a guy and became a gay guy. You following me? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry, my my third world country brain cannot comprehend your first world country nonsense. So, <laughs> she, so she was a woman, and then she became a man. This sounds like a, a, a woman, a movie. But trailer. then she but then... was a girl, and he was a guy. And every morning she would punch her own vagina, wishing she had a penis. <laughs> and then uh, she got a penis, but then That's she right. was into penis. Yes, is that? Oh right! Oh, she didn't get well, a pe- she didn't get yeah. a penis. I mean, that's an elaborate surgery that they do when they like turn your vagina inside out. That's not as common. I haven't seen that one. I've seen the other way around because you know. Cur- Boy, talk about a horror but... show! They thought the gore yeah. in this movie was bad. Let me show you some other movies from 4chan. Some gifs, <laughs> some webms, e- yeah. yeah. Rotten dot world. Uh... No, what's Live Leak that died very recently? They killed it. Yeah, killed Live it. Leak. Rest in peace. It, the, the glory days of the internet are done with. But that was another Daily Wire release. They so we talked about that. Like Pain Olympics. Got, <laughs> yeah, that, they should make a documentary on that. Uh, so, wait, what was the? Oh, who is a woman? What is a woman? What is a woman? Who is a woman? What is a woman? Who is a woman? Who is a woman? That's, That's a good question too. These days, that's going to be the sequel. Where is a woman? eventually when they go extinct um yeah we talked about that and i thought it was kind of uh 
You know, what I thought of it was that it reminded me a whole lot of the style of the Bill Maher documentary film, Religious. Yep. You know, it's that Trevor Noah, I gotcha style. But um, the people in it are like pretty crazy in their positions. In my opinion, look, I know we got some libs, some lefties who listen to the show, quite mm-hmm. a few. We're not going to really? delve into it. Yeah, we got, okay. we got some. But that term is like... You know who even is that these days? You know, it's just uh, if you're if you're working in corporate, you're a liberal, right? And everybody else, yeah. you know, yeah. you're just a normal person. Uh, so we talked about that. That was a fun time. Going to do Silence of the Lambs very soon. Good double feature is What Is a Woman and Silence of the Lambs because the killers are trans men. You know, are we doing that here? No, that's going to be just learning. Oh. Listen, I just watched it. Oh, okay. So you know what? If they don't do it, then we're doing it. So that's how that's going to go. I also watched the CBS pilot to Clarice, the sequel series that they produced oh. and canceled maybe earlier this year or late last year. Did you know about this? Do you care about, at all about, about Hannibal Lecter? I was a fan when I was younger. I, I read the first book. Red Dragon? I think. Yeah, my dad had all of them. Uh, so I read the first one in Spanish. Uh, and then uh, when the movies came out, yeah, I really I really enjoyed uh, Anthony Hopkins as that creepy old man. So I was a fan. Uh, I saw them later as an adult and uh, or as an older adult, I guess, because I remember when those came out. And uh, yeah, not not so much, especially with the rising one. I really dislike that one. Um, and uh I like the TV show, so I guess the entirety of the TV show. I didn't watch the last season, so I don't know. Neither did I. Actually, I bowed out the first. I bowed out after the fight when when he had a fight with Morpheus. Remember that was like a very long fight, or did you not even get there? So that's the last thing I remember. I don't know. I remember that the end of the first season. The conclusion was like a dinner or something, and then they framed Will, and Will went yeah. to prison. And then um, the second season, there was a there was something that happened, right? There was that the fight in the second season. I think so. I think that was the end uh, where they just have like a very long, like a five minute fight uh, that gets very violent, and then it ends with Hannibal getting away. And that's the last. That's the last thing I remember. I think it continued, but it was. I, I watched it when uh, uh, when you had to wait a year to get a new season. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think I just lost interest with the last one, or I was watching too many other things. I thought the entire first season of that was fantastic, especially for an NBC show, uh, and yeah. a, I guess it would be considered procedural because you had a different bad guy every episode, right? And the only episode that I could think of that was not particularly good was um, I remember the writing was especially poor for whatever reason when he had uh, a black serial killer to go after, which is only one episode in the first season. But the the show took like a very goofy kind of turn with that one. And then it bounced back at the next one. So they just had like a bad screenwriter that episode, I guess. Yeah. I remember they didn't they have a what's the dan fogel i think played a like a creepy stalker character that was like in love with him yep uh he's the guy that they used when they can't get uh jack black jack uh nicholson that's right that's who they cast now oh. dan fogel Dan fogel yeah i can't wait for chinatown can't 3 with Hill. dan fogel 
Well, when they so, can't get, you want to get super, super bad too with Dan Fogel and who would be the Michael Sarah character? He would say Jesse Eisenberg, but he's got a much better career than Michael Sarah now. Yeah. Yeah. What is Michael know. Sarah doing? Like independent shit, I imagine. Quirky independent comedies. In the he, he seems like the kind of guy who would just like soft retire because everyone's done casting him and just go play in a band in like New Jersey somewhere. Isn't that what Mike, Mike Lovin did? I think like Lovin has like a band and he just plays in like his indie rock band and live off the money he made with Superbad, I guess. They all wind up in indie rock bands. Frankie Muniz tours with an indie rock band nobody has heard of and they get ticket sales just because he's Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, um, one of the kids from Stranger Things. Uh, what's his name? Finn. Finn. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, he has a band too. It's very popular with, with the young fans of the show. Well, oh, we should do an episode of that. I caught up, by the way. I watched the whole the thing. Way. Yeah. What'd uh, you think? Pretty good. Uh, there there were some, um, some lulls, uh, but I think they always managed to end it uh, in a way where it kind of feels worth it. Uh, even though the second, like I wasn't a huge fan of the second or the third season, but feel like the, the high points were higher than the low points. Uh, so by the end of the season, I was like, okay, cool. I want to watch more. I think the fact that I had them there to watch helped because I, I don't know if, if the ending for season two, for example, would have held me over that much for season three. I don't, I don't know if that, but as a, like a continuous watch like that, uh, it, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to see how they're going to close it up. Yeah, for me, uh, season two completely, just like Hannibal, uh, killed my interest and I didn't tune in really for season three. I was half-hearted tuning in um, and I wasn't all that interested. But season four has been good and I have one episode left in the season before I'm done with it and mm. waiting for those last two episodes, which are going to pop up in a couple of weeks. And I, for whatever reason, I was under the impression this was it. This was the final season. doesn't seem to be the case. They're going to do a fifth season. So oh, we, what? Yeah. They're doing that next year. Fucking, they never know how to just let it go. The kids look awkward now. They're too old and like lanky and weird and not uh, like they're not cute and been like adorable anymore. It's like now it's just kind of like you're kind of old to still be acting like this. <laughs> film Wolfhard's jaw and nose are gigantic. <laughs> like they, 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 they just don't. Yeah, it's not. It's not the the goonies anymore you know now it's like rugrats when they did him uh and they were preteens what was that mm -hmm. called uh all grown, all grown up or up. something like that yeah. yeah it's just like it's not it's not the same no it, it's not the same and you know what they don't even know what to do with some of these characters anymore like um the kid with the fucked up mouth or uh will who would always go missing he was basically Lucas. like Lucas is like, oh, he's a he's basketball player now, and, yeah. and but he doesn't really play. But wait, he wants to be a jock. No, wait, not really. It's like, what are they doing there? Will is just gay, right? Will, yes, is, Will, Will, be, is, that, Will is the that's... the uh, cock tease to the gay viewership, you know, the Tumblr yeah. fandom that would frequently draw Hannibal and Will Graham making out or something. And then yeah. it, Brian Fuller's <laughs> ear. Yeah. When he, he, he got wind of that and was like, Oh, people are into that. All right. So we'll, we'll just make the show about two gay guys. then. that's what Hannibal yeah. became. <laughs> yeah. So 
Yeah. Uh, they 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 won't do that with Stranger Things, but I don't doubt that Will's gonna come out as gay and in love with Finn well, Wolfhard. I thought that they might do it on this last season, but they're taking way too long to leave it as like a end of season reveal and then just end the show like that. So it makes more sense that they haven't revealed it yet if they're thinking of another season. So they make it more of a thing, you know, the next season. Because right now, yeah, the, as soon as um, he shows, as soon as, um, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Will. No, not Will. The other guy. Um, I'm so fucking bad with him. The famous uh, character. Vecna. Yes. Boy, is that a terrible fucking name for a monster is Vecna. I almost turned off. I was enjoying the season like 98%. And then they said his name's Vecna. Lord. Lord Vecna. I wanted to unplug the fire stick from the television, just go to bed. That was horrible. Um, I enjoy how the monster looks, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, But yeah, as soon as 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 a Finn Wolfhard character showed up and they have that awkward interaction with each other i was like oh, okay so will's gay and the reason why he has that haircut is not because his mom hates him it's because he's gay and doesn't know how to show he's gay he doesn't know fashion <laughs> right yet. It's, yeah. it's the 80s so like he's still kind of like not you know he's gonna not, go not move to acceptable. greenwich village get into yeah, that yeah, community yeah. <laughs> you know hit up some certain bars that's what he's gonna wind up doing that's stranger things season six but that's when they lose most of the cast they don't know what to do stranger things like a fist in your ass. That's going to be the, yeah. the big bad of season seven. Stranger Things is possible. Like we closed, we closed the, the door to the other side. And it's like, no, it's in will now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just 11 trying to close his asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's oh, going to I can't wait for that season. So Stranger Things has been good. Clarice was horrible. Clarice was literally Dr. Sleep. It was like, let's recreate all the uh, moments from Silence of the Lambs you recognize with new actors. So you know it's a direct sequel to that movie. Who plays Clarice? Just some some bitch. Some some, uh, waspy looking girl who's trying, like half-heartedly doing a Southern accent. Can't commit to the Jodie Foster Voice. Oh, she was on like uh, Bates Hotel or one of those shows that very few people watched. Mm. Right? Was no? she? I don't know. That, I don't know. That's usually who they cast for those. I uh, never saw this Rebecca, girl before. Rebecca Breeds? Yeah, never. No idea. Oh, Terrible, Alex man. Kurtzman. Uh, oh, well, that explains that. Yeah. I wonder when the industry is going to stop giving him shit to ruin. Uh, she was in Pretty Pretty Little Liars, the originals. We We Are Men, and a show called uh, Blue Water High. Yeah. Okay. No, so Pretty no Little Liars—that's what she's known for. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I yeah. So Clarice wasted time. It was good to rewatch Silence of the Lambs. That was not ever really my favorite of the Hannibal Lecter series. Always Manhunter. You know, and I enjoyed certain parts of uh, Hannibal, the t- the movie. Excuse me, but I think uh, not. Wait, hold on. Bef- yeah. Before we move on, before we move on from Clarice, it, it they did put out all, the whole season. I thought they just canceled it after like a couple of episodes, but there's thirteen episodes of it. Yeah, they did finish the season run. I don't know if the ratings justified it, but I guess they shot it and they needed something to 
put on the air and they were considering making it a, a Paramount Plus exclusive for a while. But I, I don't think anything happened with that. The viewership just wasn't there. Couldn't justify the budget. Yeah. 40% of people like well, it's not on the same level as like CSI or something like that. It's, it, it feels more like, um, you know, I haven't seen the rest of the episode, so I can't really say, but it definitely feels more like an NBC procedural where it's a cut above, even if it's still stupid, you know? Mm. Anyway, right. Terror on yeah. the Prairie, biggest movie of right. last night. Of uh, 14th of June. Juneteenth. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you think? You want well, Western, right? Let's well let's talk about the history of this movie. So we know someone who is intimately involved in the filmmaking process of this feature. We know uh, our dear pal Jake, who popped on the tail end of the last episode, who is the I think the second first AD on this feature. Yeah, and he was at the premiere last night in Memphis, Tennessee. Went to go see the film. Uh, also boasted appearances on the red carpet from uh, uh, stars like Gina Carano and Rob Schneider. Yep. What's your favorite Rob Schneider role? Oh fuck, that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, there's, well, there's not a... not too many <laughs> comedians who are half Asian and half Latino. No, no, just you and up. Rob Schneider. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, because you have the you have the Mexican racist character from Fifty uh, First Dates, right? Who's just like an island guy, right? You have you have the racist Chinese delivery character from Big Daddy. That was pretty good. That's uh, right. You have the you have the racist redneck, <laughs> <laughs> the you can do it guy. That was a pretty good character. Uh, and then you have uh, the hot chick, which was a one a huge movie for my. Uh, my teen years. That was one of my favorite comedies at the time. Animal. That was really good too. Um, and Deuce Bigelow, right? That, those three were like his big two movies. America well, and Europe. Where could they have sent him next? Africa. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, for the third one you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because his, his wiener would be small in Africa. No one would pay. Right. Well, you know, some some ladies enjoy more than just a, a hog on a man. That's, yeah, they're called liars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Ralph Snyder role? Oh, God. Uh, you know, this is going to be hacking. You probably copy <laughs> the copy guy from SNL. The copy guy from SNL. Yeah. I don't when he's like, ah, making copies over and over. He's just a, an annoying guy. Don't pull it up because this will get, f- we won't oh, even be Rage able to show Meister. the video. That yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Don't okay, pull up any of the sketches because ah, SNL yeah, and NBC are on videos uh, like a hawk that feature their oh, content. Man. That's a shame. That was such a funny sketch. I just remembered it. Yeah, okay. That was skinny, young Rob Schneider. Right. That's what, you know, he was also in Home Alone 2. Actually, maybe when he was in Home Alone 2 and he played some what? snotty bellboy. That might be my favorite Rob Schneider role. So he was at the premiere of this movie. And um, I don't know if I saw Ben Shapiro at the premiere. Maybe, maybe he was just busy or something. I don't know. He, he's... What does that have to do? 
I don't know. He's a producer on the movie. He's not a producer on, I think, everything that they do. Are you pulling out the video? Oh, God. Yeah, he was in Blue Ruin. He was actually just in Kimmy, the Steven Soderbergh movie. Was he? Yeah. He's back? He's back. I mean, he's been back, but. This, yeah, young SNL Ruff Snyder. That's when this came out, right? That's right. Right. He was um, in the early run of his SNL career doing Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. With Donald Trump. With yeah. Donald Trump. That's Tim right. Curry. That's quite the cast. So Terror on the Prairie stars Gina Carano, Cowboy Cerrone, Nick Searcy, yep. who, while I was watching the movie, I just went over to Twitter. And uh, I do follow Nick Searcy on Twitter. And uh, I just saw at the top of my feed from at Nick Searcy, Biden is a retard. So that's the kind of commentary I got from while watching Terror on the Prairie. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think he he's most known for a role in The Shape of Water. I think he played a, a significant character in that film. Okay. I'm not familiar with who. Was he the villain? Was he the bad guy? He was the main bad guy in Terror on the Prairie. Daniel Day-Lewis' okay. son was one of the three bad guys, one of the henchmen. And then the third guy is Heath Freeman, who died shortly after production due to... Um, the horse I, accident? I think, is that the... No, well, if there was a horse accident. They, don't, they can't talk they about that. They kill the horse? No, oh, right. well, there goes that. So, yeah, he, I think he strangled a horse with his bare hands and then died shortly <laughs> after production. He fucked the horse to death. <laughs> it was a reverse <laughs> he Mr. Hans. Choked, he choked yes. the horse with his cock, and then the horse choked and died. And I think it was yeah. a murder-suicide, you know? Uh, yeah. It was a Phil Hartman situation. So, yeah, he passed away. Rest in peace, peace the, the horse murderer. So these three guys are the bad guys here. Gina Carano's a woman, and then she's married to a man. Yes. Because traditional values are very important. Did you did you uh, hear the the um, speech about how oh Lincoln and we were going against Lincoln? I like Lincoln because blacks. <laughs> like that's all. That's what was missing from his speech. Is like oh that traitor, <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, Lincoln. <laughs> Yeah, I I um I liked it um better than uh shut in. Uh so so that's that's an improvement from Yeah, from you, listen, rest. you would not get it from us ribbing this movie, but this is not a bad movie. It's not poorly made at all. Um yeah. this was I think a big step up from shut in and um also even though they didn't pr uh, produce the movie, they uh acquired it the hyperion's film which also is not that bad uh the trailer to that looked mm. i was like oh god this is gonna be a big piece of shit what are they thinking uh putting this out but then i watched it, it was kind of it was fine it wasn't it wasn't bad it just um what their niche seems to be bonfire legend and daily wire when they're put, putting out the narrative content um they seem to do or or what what they're most interested in in doing seems to be really small short stories yeah. which i i don't hate the idea of that um i think capping everything at like an hour and 25 minutes 
is uh, not wearing out your welcome necessarily. Yeah. It's a it's a smarter move. I just in the case of something like Shut In, for example, which I'll tell you what, since I've rewatched it, um, I've warmed to it a bit. I think the big mistake of Shut In was you had somebody like Vincent Gallo. And I know Gallo was there for the entire shoot. This was not like a, you know, limited time situation where you're making the most of a week or something. Um, you have to like milk that guy for everything. And he's going to be the centerpiece of the movie. And don't try and sandpaper those edges off. Right. Cause yeah. uh, it, you know, it's, we know, we know that there was language that was used that was removed from the final cut of the movie where he's saying he's screaming cunt and all this and that, even though he's got a little child right next to, to him on his lap, mm -hmm. he's got a knife pointed at her face. All that got removed and they went with like a little more sanitized of a film, even though he's set on fire and there's gore. This movie yeah. uh, has more bite to it. You get a throat slitting where they don't pan away. Uh, mm -hmm. There's there's quite a lot of um, you know action to be had in this film. It's a little less toothless and what shut in was. But I think the big problem with this movie that shut in doesn't have and why I ultimately prefer shut in as a film, even though I think this is a better made film shut in is just more yeah. my cup of tea by default because of Vincent Gallo mm -hmm. um, is it does not have an explosive actor who commands your attention. Like Vincent Gallo. I was thinking the entire time, if you had like a James Woods type, Mm -hmm. in place of the Nick Searcy character, who's a much more subdued actor. He's not a bad actor. He's just a little more subdued. Uh, then I think this movie would have been, you know, I gave it, I think, three stars on Letterboxd. I probably would have given it uh, at least four stars if they had that type of actor in that role, you know? And you don't necessarily need a James Woods, but I think you need someone who can command attention. And it's a quiet film. There's very little dialogue yeah. in this movie. You know, it feels like we were joking right before we started uh, recording, like, how long do you think the script was? You know, th these characters aren't, I mean, probably strategically, because you have a, f a film that's led by two MMA fighters, right? And Gina Carano, even though she's been in Star Wars and Deadpool and all these big movies, um, not really not known for role. her acting, not known yeah. as a good actor. She's the Batista of, of uh, female actresses. Right. Where it's sure. Like she plays she plays a badass, but she's not gonna have many lines. She's just there to like act like a henchman, henchwoman. Sorry, or you know, the badass. Uh, I I think that's the biggest problem that I have with this because, like you said, um, if they start making productions like this where it's a small budget, and uh, I'm not saying that because it looks cheap, because it doesn't. Like it, like you said, it's really well done, and I was surprised actually by that because. That trailer didn't look, at least to me, the trailer looked very cheap, which is complete opposite of this, uh, where I was kind of worried about it because it's, it was trying, it's going to try to be a Western and you can really tell when something is not done well in a Western. So that was my first worry when I, when I first saw the first trailer. I think that's the only one that I saw, uh, but it looks good. And the good thing about um, doing these small stories, like you said, is that, yeah, 90 minutes and, and, uh, even though I think this is a little bit longer than that. I think this is 145. Uh, very small stories with not a lot of dialogue, not a lot of, of uh, things that happen. 
but the biggest problem that I found was exactly what you said. Uh, if you're going to have a story that's very short and contained where not many things happen, you need to have a leading personality for the movie. And I don't think this movie had that. So it's difficult to uh, remain engaged with this the main character's story where she doesn't really have any moments where where you really think much of the character other than, well, she's a mom that's um, protecting her children. And maybe at the beginning where I think for like the first five minutes, she's going around the house, like looking at things and like grabbing, you know, doing a house things. Oh, she's cooking breakfast. And then the husband is kind of mean to her, but we don't know if they're having like a happy marriage or not. And that's it. Like, that's all we know about her. He leaves. And then that's when the bad guys come in and that's where the movie starts going. So we don't really get to know the character well enough uh, for, or at least for me to care. Uh, and especially where you don't have a, 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 an actor like you're saying, that has personality enough to drive the movie and be the leading uh, man or woman in the movie um, to keep you engaged in a small story where not a lot happens, you know, because this story is pretty much uh, here's a couple that lives in the old West, uh, very far away from everything. Uh, I don't even know what his job was. I don't even remember what that was, but he Cowboy. goes away. Okay, sure. So he's a cowboy and he goes away and then this three or four or five men come and what ask for food and then she gives them food and like has them there for a while and they say something. I don't remember what they say. I wasn't anyway. Uh he is looking for revenge and then wants to kill her and her kids. And well I don't I don't think he's him. trying to kill her he's trying to utilize her right that's what i got so, so that cowboy comes and then he can kill cowboy right so she's gonna be bait initially and then uh you know they're all gonna run train on gina carano's character that's what right. happens and then she kills everyone <laughs> <laughs> one by one she outsmarts everyone and uh she has a um a gone gone girl scene uh, where oh, yeah, the, guy's, yeah. the guy's trying to rape her and she cuts his no, she stabs him in the throat and then cuts his throat and pulls him over her so she can get blood on her for whatever reason I was also a little bit confused cool. by that because for Gone Girl that makes sense for what she's trying to do right playing off as like she's getting raped or whatever here she's actually almost getting raped and then she's still whatever that was that was weird uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree 100% with that. Um, I was waiting for or looking for that one character that, that I would focus on that would that would have the, the, you know, one good paragraph or dialogue or like the one good speech uh, and, or the good, you know, line reading. <laughs> and I don't think you have that. They tried it with the, with the main bad guy when when they're hiding from Gina Carano and they're cooking that meat where he has like a little close up speech there, but it's really, you know, it's, it's fine. But the, the problem, I, he's not a bad actor. What I think is the issue here is he is not, I think for what he's trying to do, you don't necessarily have as easy of a time believing that a man that that is like that, subtle with what he's 
conveying is going to be that guy, you know? I don't know if yeah. that was the right casting for that. So it, we didn't even get into So his whole MO is the cowboy Cerrone character, her husband, mm-hmm. accidentally killed his daughter during the war, right? During the Civil yeah. War. That's what, what they said. He accidentally burnt down a cabin, old Uncle Abe's cabin, as a matter of fact, um, with the daughter inside. So he was coming back for revenge. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of some of the other acting in this movie? Because I'll tell you what, I thought I was, you know, from what, what I saw of the trailers, how minimal the dialogue was and um, Cowboy Cerrone's like UFC, here's my new movie, Terror on the pra- just like the zero, <laughs> like hurry up, I got to go have a fight or whatever, <laughs> whatever, just like quick, just shoot this. All right, one take only. I thought he was going to be the worst part. I thought he was probably the best actor in the whole movie. I was surprised at how well Cowboy Cerrone acted. Yeah, he was very low-key, very reserved, very bro- like broody, kind of Tom Hardy-ish in that role. Uh, you know, kind of kind of looked like him at points, too. I like when he pushed that woman over, that whore over. <laughs> yeah, the one that was like, oh, you can just stay here. Then we can do things at night. Yeah. Uh, her tits were um, all bouncing around. He's like, "Get, get out, get away from me, whore!" <laughs> he pushes He's her all drunk. <laughs> yeah, I, um, maybe he's the. Uh, yeah, I, I think the some of the acting from the bad guys was kind of cartoonish at times. There was a guy that had a very goofy laugh. That was very like trying to be the crazy guy of the group, right? So. Right at the beginning, when they first arrive, he goes like, like three times as they're beating someone up or something. And I'm mm. just kind of like, what is, who is this guy? This is the old West. Who's, what character is this? You know, it's like the, the crazy wild one of them. So that was kind of a weird choice for a movie that's supposed to be very serious. Uh, it's like they couldn't think of, of uh, a band of villains that doesn't have that guy, you know? So that was, that was kind of weird, but. Besides that, uh, the Day-Lewis kid, I thought he was fine. I thought he played that role, that, that like, uh, you don't know if he's good or bad because he's young role pretty well. I thought his death was, his death was very underwhelming. Uh, and it, uh, I don't know, it kind of felt like a cheat. Like, like they didn't really know what to do with him. So it's like, let's just kill him here. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't fall for his for his game and it was kind of like well that's kind of a waste then you know <laughs> in a very whatever scene um but yeah it was i don't think i haven't had an issue with anyone's performance i just think that you didn't have one performance that drove the movie you know you didn't have yeah that one actor that you focus on that you're like oh shit that's the heath ledger from Batman, that's the first one I can think of, you know, where it's just like, oh, fuck, I remember this movie because this guy here is just like everyone was fine. And I think it. they blend into the scenery a little too well. Yeah, because with shutting, you do have the Gallo character as like the standout of that, uh, uh, you know, and it, it, maybe it's not fair to compare the two movies. But, you know, f- from this production company, there seems to be growth. There's an escalation of quality that is occurring with the films that they're putting out. Uh, will an audience take to that is the question. I, because 
the way that I look at it is people are probably discovering a lot of these daily wire characters through YouTube and mm-hmm. good luck ever putting anything narrative out on YouTube and getting views with that or getting any sort of success with that. Cause that is not the platform for it. So if that's the kind of audience you're attracting, I don't know if people are going to be signing up en masse for this type of movie. Maybe they look, Maybe there's a bunch of conservative Star Wars fans who are a little butthurt. You know, I see plenty of people that are like, Obi-Wan's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life, who will then go and which, sign up and watch this this movie. Maybe. Which is it's really not. It's just mid. Just yeah. like everything they do. It's just like, it's there. What's the worst one you saw from Star Wars? Because oh, I, uh, I haven't watched any of the new stuff since. Of um, the shows? No. I, I I saw Mandalorian season one. That was was see the the thing with Star Wars properties now. I feel like because that last trilogy was such a mess, anything is an improvement as long as it has like a little bit of set of rules that it follows. So Mandalorian is fine. It works as like a like a, um, a TV show of the week type of thing. You know, like TV used to be done back in the day where. Every episode has a contained story. There's an overarching story that continues, but you have a beginning and middle and end for every episode. It's very self-contained. It works. Uh, not a high budget. It, it uh, focuses on small characters, so it works because of that. Uh, it's not great. It's not an amazing show. It's not a, a drama that you're like, holy fuck, what's going to happen next? You know, It's a Star Wars property, so it has the goods and the bads. But, but it's not... I, I feel like as long as anything comes out that's a little bit pointed towards a political side in one way, it's immediately the greatest thing in the world or the worst thing in the world, depending on which side you side. And at the end of the day, when you take all of that shit away, it's just an average five out of 10 show, just like every other one of those shows that they make. I, I think I saw one or two episodes of that Ovi one show at my, my girlfriend's house a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, it's it's a fine TV. It's like the Orville. I, I'm a big fan of the Orville. I think that show is great. But I'm not going to say it's the greatest show in the world. You know, it's it's a very easy to watch show. And that's what it is. And that's who it's the, the audience that is looking for. And it works that way. Uh, but I feel like when you have a franchise like Star Wars, that sides are so polarized because of politics, which is so fucking stupid. Uh, everything is either the greatest or the worst. And at the end of the day, since Empire, everything has been in the middle, to me at least. You know, nothing is amazing and nothing is awful. It's just average. Well, there goes your, your <laughs> cup of Mountain Dew. What was that? Anyway, I have, I, you know, I, I was curious to check out the Obi-Wan series. I might still check it out. Uh, There's only going to be six episodes of it or whatever. But at the same time, I'm also like, I have to be very careful with how I use my time. Yeah. Uh, And it's what, like 30 to 60 minute episodes, I assume you did that. Well, they're releasing it in theater. So you might want to check it out then. Oh, (laughs) you know, honestly, I'm mm, I wouldn't even be opposed to that. I wouldn't even be depending on it. If it was like if it was roughly the same length as a movie, like if they're 30 minute episodes or something, then that might be. Not the worst idea. Yeah, hey. I saw Spaced in a movie theater once, and that was cool. It was cool to watch something that's not meant to be seen, something so big, in something so big. Yeah, yeah. it's a straight-up sitcom. They played that yeah. in a in a theater. I, I don't yeah, know if I've theater. seen... Aside from 
Well, I tweeted this out, I think, just yesterday. I think it was the three-year anniversary of Comfort Systems getting theatrically uh, screened in Boston. Mm -hmm. That was a fun time. I'm trying to think if I've seen anything else that was not intended to be seen in the theater in the theater. And I, uh, I don't, mm, nope. No, I don't think so. No. Closest thing might be the Killing Joke animated movie where people started laughing. By the way, let's talk about this real quick. Um, I would like, you know, we have a guy who listens to the show. I think his name's Bat Kilmer. You know, and he's clipped a couple of uh, times where we talk about these DC properties and put it out there. And um, we're much appreciative of that. You know, even if it makes us look like tremendous geeks, especially myself, waxing poetic about Zack Snyder. It's just you, like, kind of nodding, half agreeing, half not agreeing. (laughs) Yeah. While I'm telling people uh, why Justice League is a great movie. So on this show, you brought it to my attention. I think it was last year, I said, during some episode we were doing, I said, listen, if they're serious about doing a Joker sequel, the, the best way to do that, the best way to do a sequel to Joker is subvert everyone's expectations and do it as a musical. And just a couple of days ago, a yep. news item breaks that says, Joker, which they've already announced the title, is Joker Folly Ado. What do you think about that title? Sucks. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> no. What does it mean? Well, it's a mental condition, which is like oh. you spend so much time with somebody, you know, if they're mentally... You know how if you spend a lot of time with a schizophrenic person, you will start to understand certain things that they're saying that might not make sense? You know, or there will be like a shared delusion of some sort from you spending so much time. That's essentially what Folly Adieu is. Okay. So Harley Quinn is that? I guess so. I think story. I think they're saying, no, I hope it's not Harley Quinn. I hope it's just some lady. You know, anyway, uh, Lady Gaga is not the worst choice for that. I would prefer no Harley Quinn at all. I would, you know, when they yeah. announced that, I didn't even think Harley Quinn. I was thinking... You know, because they're so in the Margot Robbie business over at WB. I was thinking, all right, well, you'll probably get the Willem Dafoe weird Joker imposter idea. Um, you know what the title makes me think of is Lacage Ox Follies. Did you ever see that? That's the bird. You ever see the Birdcage? No. The Robin Williams, Nathan Lane movie. No. Where Nathan Lane has to pose as a white because Gene Hackman's. So the French movies, the same movie. Um, in the 90s, they remade it as a birdcage with Robin Williams, who's a gay man right. in that movie, and he's yeah. married or whatever, whatever the to legal Nathan. marriage of the 1993 was for gays, uh, to Nathan Lane. And Gene Hackman's right. like a super conservative guy. Um, uh, this they this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they all fuck. <laughs> they uh, all fucking the bird birdcage inside. Inspired by LemonParty.org. Yeah. That's right. Um, no, so their son, the gay guy's son, who's fully grown, is uh, with this girl, turned out straight. Wait, Nathan Lane has a kid with Robin they, Williams? Yeah, but it's Robin. Robin Williams is seed, produced a child oh, with a woman. He had a he had a beard before being full gay. Got it. Sure, but they raised the child, the gay guy, right. I guess. 
uh, and he's dating a girl and they're going to get married. So their parents are going to meet and Gene Hackman's the father-in-law and he's ultra conservative. So he's like, Hey, listen, dad, Nathan Lane, could you just dress as a woman and pretend to be a woman for this entire dinner where you guys meet? And he goes, all right, son, I'll do that. So the whole that's, movie I'm, is... That's not how he says it, though. Is it? <laughs> no, that's not. That's I don't not think how he Nathan Lane, even, even in his regular <laughs> life, has ever said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> no, hey, yeah. Like very fucking theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, right. so the movie is, they're trying to pull the wool over Gene Hackman's eyes the entire time to protect the sanctity of this marriage wait didn't this didn't this kid watch mrs doubtfire couldn't they just, he, he just got robin williams who was more convincing as I, a woman well you know was it before really, to make it seem difficult robin williams had a mustache in the movie oh, okay so he couldn't right it makes it Is impossible fat wife yeah fat little wife <laughs> that's better right all right <laughs> anyway the title made me think of that apparently there's two of those movies i don't know what could possibly happen in the sequel you know because he gets found out Ah, mm-hmm. it's the same but now uh the father-in-law is uh samuel l jackson and he's racist and homophobic <laughs> he's anti-white and anti-gay wasn't that lakeview terrace wasn't that one movie with him that was like he was like an uh, uncomfortable neighbor and he was very racist against whites and there was an interracial was relationship it was patrick yeah, wilson yeah, yeah. Like yes Kerry... yeah, yeah 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 washington and they were the neighbors, and he was like, "Oh, this race, yeah, switching or something." I don't. I've never saw it, but yeah, I think so. And he was, he was a, <laughs> yeah. So he was a cop. Uh, yeah. He was a cop. That's right. So I guess they're going to be doing a musical for Joker Two, which I think is all right. So here's the first thing: a lot of people are disappointed with this news. <laughs> let me let me tell you tell tell you this. When they do Joker 2, you're not going to get... Todd Phillips especially is guilty of doing this thing where he just recreates what he already did, what was successful. So he apparently recognizes this. And good for him for recognizing it because we're not going to get Joker killing the Jay Leno equivalent to Murray Franklin in the sequel. And then that's the end of the movie. And then you get a complete redo of that. That would be horrible. That would be path number one is you get something like that kind of is inconsequential and a, a, not necessarily a full-on repeat of what you had seen before, but it's just, it, it's going to tread the same tracks. The second option here is you get a more comic booky superhero-infused sequel, and right. that would be horrible, right? Okay. Because then th- what you're doing is you're taking Joker... You're adding on to Joker, and then you're giving it that last 30 minutes of the Batman to set up. Now it's a franchise. Now we can do, oh, why don't we do the Ridley? He's going to meet the Penguin in this movie. Maybe there's going to be a son of a Joker. Maybe Batman, Bradley Cooper's Batman, and he's here. Hey, is that Batman or is that Man Bat? Yeah. And that sounds horrible. That sounds fucking terrible. I think Joker was very well done. Uh, I rewatched it. Is that a pile up. of mud or is that? What's yeah, that they'll name? drop Easter eggs like that. There'll be just <laughs> giant the, question marks in the background. What's the mud man? What's mud the mud man. man's name? 
Yeah, isn't there one character that's like mud? Clayface. Batman. Clayface. There we go. Yeah. Is that a pile of mud or is that Clayface? Oh, that's. Do you see? <laughs> you're gonna see those videos that that nerds do in mm. YouTube, where it's like, oh, is this an Easter egg or is this a pile of mud? It's just Fifty facts you didn't know yeah. about Joker. Folly do. Fifty. Fifty things you missed. Is that picture frame that we can't see someone that we're supposed to see? Could that get, could the cop in the uniform be Robin? Could it be Dick Grayson? As you can see, the last name on the badge begins with a G, but it's blurred out. Could this be Officer Dick Grayson? The last number in the badge was 67, which is the year when the Riddler... Came out on the Batman original series. 66 so premiered on <laughs> June 7th. On Tuesday, June 7th. So it means that uh, the number 27. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Uh, Dylan O'Brien but- will play a young Bruce. Didn't you see that they try to, they lie. Fucking weirdo Redditors and Instagram people who love Dylan O'Brien, the Maze Runner. Say he plays everybody. He's been cast as Robin. He's gonna be the new Flash. He's gonna be Nightwing. No, he's no. He's like brain dead. He got into an accident on one of those movies and was in a coma for like a year, and his brain's not right oh. anymore. Okay, oh, he's like thirty nine years old. He's not playing anybody. Okay, he's eating pudding. That's what he's doing. He's in a hospital bed eating pudding with his family around him. He's sitting next to Bruce Willis eating pudding. Yeah, they're gonna be. They should make that move. That'd be great. Oh man. Yeah, it's Boba Hotep, but one of them thinks he's Prince, and the other one thinks he's I don't know Jerry Lee Lewis. Why let's do that. Let Let's do that movie where they're Batman and Robin, and just allow them both one take each time, and put it. It's put just it the HBO. superheroes from superheroes from SpongeBob. They're just mm. two old men that don't even know where they are. Yeah, you know we will do that. Around. By the way, I dropped this little factoid on what is a woman. Are you aware that Burt Ward was required to take uh, chemical castration pills, which I guess are, are like, uh, what's the word I'm looking Testosterone blockers to play Robin because his dick was too big for the <laughs> the uniform. They're like, listen, we've, we've, we've shot three of these episodes. We can see your dick flopping around in those red panties you keep wearing. This isn't good. Listen. He's like, all right, well, uh, I guess I'll wear a cup. And they said, nah, that's not good enough. You're going to have to we take have painfully, these pills. We have painfully taped your dick to your asshole with <laughs> 1960s tape. But we can still see it bouncing around. So we're going to need to chemically castrate you. If you want to keep uh, so this that role, you can, we're gonna So have you can to play remove. Robin for one more year. <laughs> How long did that show last? Like it two lasted years, three years, right? It lasted three years. Yeah. They shot about a hundred. They shot. I think they shot like 150 oh, episodes in three years, and he took three of those pills. And on the third day, he felt something bad happen in his in his balls, and he said, "No, I can't take any more of these." <laughs> He's got Weinstein balls. <laughs> yeah, bird, bird deflates into a big vagina, big floppy <laughs> vagina. So think about this: he was able to have kids afterward, but his voice never changed. He was able to voice Robin in those animated movies seamlessly. You know why? Because his balls probably fucking shrunk up. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, modern day castrato. Mm-hmm. That sucks. And that's not even that 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 uh, long ago, you know, the practice. 
that type of practice on television was just like, well, we don't really know if this science, we don't even know if in a Trust couple of years science. it's going to hurt you. So it's just like, here, take this. Hey, cigarettes are great. Why don't you smoke three packs a day? That's like what the doctor is recommending, uh -huh. right? They and had a couple see of a years later. Too. The doctor said, oh, yeah, you could just take one of these a day. You'll be all right. <laughs> You're good. Let me see. Yeah, still there. Yeah, you stick <laughs> another one. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck. That it's so because there's so many things that have happened on television and films like that where where uh it's just out of ignorance, out of like, well, this I mean it's a new thing. Let's just try it and see how it goes. And uh good luck, you know. Well, uh, you're not you're not looking forward to the Joker sequel. I take it. You don't believe in um, the musical sequel as a venue. I'm interested. I'm interested to what they're going to do with that. Um, if they're going to go full on birds of prey with the goofiness. Oh God. Uh, no, or... I don't think, I don't think that's going to be the road. I think so Todd, uh, here's why I like this. And here's, uh, let me explain why I think this is a good idea. Yeah. First of all, just in terms of the logic of the movie, it's not necessarily inconsistent with what we've seen. This Joker has a musical brain to him. He loves to sing. He loves to dance. He's a natural performer. He loves the stardom. Um, so yeah, well, I, I think it fits with his character, especially if he's in like Arkham the entire time, you know, right. and he's dealing with, I guess Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn, you know, he'll probably like imagine her singing to him or something. And then maybe she'll go nuts and they'll get out and that'll be the end of the movie. I think it'll probably yeah. entirely be in this facility. You would have Arkham. to assume. Well, not or before Arkham was formed, I'm, I'm guessing. No, no, no. Don't you remember in Joker, like uh thomas uh excuse me bruce wayne's mother got admitted to arkham because she was a lunatic she was nuts all right true yeah okay mm. so todd phillips is a fan of film obviously he knows like classic warner brothers lore and that's why that original w red wb logo you would see in the 70s movies and the 80s movies yeah. opened the film and what they would do back in the 1970s if a movie a very popular movie had a sequel is they would make a very peculiar follow-up. We covered Exorcist to the Heretic on this show, which is yeah. a very over-the-top, flamboyant, fantastic, crazy sequel to The Exorcist. Which is very self-contained and small, and there's only one location, maybe. I mean, inside or outside of the house. And the other... You know, when they're not in the house, which is what, like a church, right? Or the church's yeah. offices, I guess. Well, they went yeah. to Africa. And so they did everything on sound stage, like big sound stages. So the budget was through the roof, even though it was its very own. Like they tried to remind you of that first one, but they didn't make any sort of effort to have it be like a linear continuation in style or in anything else. And Exorcist to the Heretic is not alone as far as that goes. A lot of these big classic movies of the time had sequels, and a lot of people don't remember the sequels at all. French Connection 2 was a thing. Right. That was another Friedkin film where someone else took over. Uh, Poseidon Adventure had a sequel. Mm. Police There's, Academy 5. <laughs> yeah, it's another classic <laughs> classic staple of cinema is the Police Academy. Um I just learned recently Terms of Endearment had a sequel. Did you ever see Terms of Endearment? No. A James L. Brooks film about, uh, it just kind of is like the life and then eventually death of a young woman and her, like her family and raising. It's a very good, like sappy female movie. 
Jack Nicholson's in yeah. it. Yeah. No. John Lithgow's in it. Yeah, John Lithgow is a, is a man she has an affair with. Jeff Daniels is like her horrible cheating husband. God damn. It's so funny that John Lithgow has never had hair. Even <laughs> when he had hair, he had no hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's very uh, Jeffrey... Uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Dahmer. Tambor. Jeffrey, no, Ta- Jeffrey. You want to see him look like Jeffrey Tambor? Uh, Google John Lithgow World According to Garp. Type that. Just pull it up. We haven't really utilized your oh, screen wow. share function much this show. Let's just take a look at John Lithgow in the World According to Garp. There you go. Oh, oh, uh oh, malfunctioning. Patreon.com slash lowers if you want to see John Lithgow in the wor- the World According to Garp. There you go. There he is. Oh, he looks terrifying. Yep. <laughs> that That's him. Wow. So good for, I feel like he played this role multiple times in different movies. He was a little I feel like he, he who, uh, Lithgow? Yeah, Lithgow. I feel like he, he looks like a lot of TV moms from the 80s. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. This round face look was very popular in like sitcoms or like, you know, safe mom roles. Damn, oh, he should have been in the birdcage. Wow. What an yeah. attractive what is the, is So is Jeffrey's is Jeffrey done? She's, he's done, right? After he was. Can we take, take, take a look at his IMDb. Maybe he's got something coming out. Because again, you know, you've got the return of Kevin Spacey. You got the return of Gina Carano. How about Jeffrey Tambor? Jesus, what do you think? You think he's got a movie in development? So old. Forget how how fucking long he's been around for. Uh, well, uh, the Adventures of Drunky. He plays God. Uh, it's in post production, but does not have a. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, not good. That looks Sam, kind of familiar. Is it a comic book? Sam uh, Rockwell, looks, Steve Coogan. This will never come out. Hundred <laughs> percent, I guarantee you. The animation was never finished on this movie. Dave Attell, Tyler Creator, Jay Farrow, John Leguizamo. Is that fuck? How? How do they get these big names for like shit animation projects, like 2D animation projects? You get Tyler, the creator, Jeffrey Jeffrey Tambor, excuse me. Um, There's another one, Marlon Brando's final film where he plays Mrs. Bug uh, is another animated movie that will never see the light of day. And it reminds me a whole lot of this. You said Mrs. Bug? I don't know if that ain't the title. Uh, Merdina, <laughs> no. no type of uh, type, uh, Mrs. Bug Marlon, <laughs> yeah, it's Marlon Brando, <laughs> who's such a, a classic actor, master of disguise. There she oh is. Oh my yeah. god, what the fuck? What is Big Bug Man? That is something that will n- nobody will ever see. Brendan I Fraser, mean, look- Marlon Brando, he looks horrible to begin mm-hmm. with. It's his final role. This was the last thing he did. Oh, Mrs. Sour. Excuse me. Oh, God. Okay, well, what a shame that we're not going to be able to see Big Bugman, Adam Friedland's story. <laughs> it's, a, it's unfortunate that this was his final movie and nobody will ever see, you know, see that on film because I'm, I'm pretty certain that the animation was never done. 
that they just had drawings and then they paid for the actors and didn't have the the money to actually animate it afterward. So Doesn't that happened a lot. Well, not animation maybe, but when actors, even directors, you know, very legendary career and then you see like their last five movies and it's like, "Oh, you you went on for way too long. <laughs> you mm-hmm. should have quit a while ago." Um yeah, the, I'm looking at the the director of this animation. It seems like he's been doing animations that kind of look like that for yeah. a while. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't. Anyway, Jeffrey Tambor canceled. Jeffrey Tambor canceled. <laughs> yeah, he's done. I think I think he he's... passed away in his sleep just last night. So that's what we have to say about Jeffrey. Anyway, Joker the musical. Here's yeah. another thing too. If they're pulling from the late seventies early 80s there are plenty of musicals that are pretty dark that are yes flamboyant and over the top in musicals but are not what you would expect and i would, would recommend anybody check out all that jazz bob fossey's uh, i think it's his penultimate film with roy scheider playing bob fossey in that movie he predicts his own death uh accurately predicts his own death or uh new york new york you know, that's actually, I believe that's what Scorsese followed Taxi Driver with. It was Robert De Niro and Liza Minnelli. Yes. Yeah. He's straight in this movie, by the way. Really? That guy? That's right. This guy? They make a point of saying, oh, you know, you, you, you seem like a fag, but you love women too much. I think that was the line of dialogue. And that kind of describes Bob Fosse. Um. So New York, New York, I believe, was the follow-up to Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, Liza Minnelli. Is that Adam Sandler? Oh, wait, no. Robert De Niro. And... Um, so this is a musical? Does he sing? Yeah, does he I sing? believe so. Oh, wow. Is he better than... Uh, I haven't seen it. I, listen, Russell. I haven't seen it in a minute. Uh, I'd have to rewatch it. It was a very long time ago that I watched New York, New York. What so about got, uh what about that musical that you really like and I don't about uh, a guy that wears a space hat in a piano that's circular? What is that movie called? Are you talking about Rocket Man? No. The Elton uh, John biopic with Taron Egerton? No, no, no. It's like a big director that we covered and I, I didn't really care for it. It's a musical that starts with a guy that plays around a piano that goes around him and he has like a helmet that kind of looks like a bird. Silver. Are you talking about Phantom of the Paradise? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yes, there you go. That's another great example of like a musical that doesn't suck. Brian De Palma. Yeah. From around that time, right? Right. We never covered that, I don't think, on this show. Did we not? No. Uh, that might have come up during the, the De Palma retrospective, but we haven't given that a proper episode, which might be worth doing. Uh, yeah. I'd have to revisit it. That one's a fun one. I wanted to show you this thing. You hear about Jerry Seinfeld directing a movie about Pop-Tarts. Oh. Okay. Is it, hold on. Is it, is it about Pop-Tarts or is it going to be like the founder? You see who he cast it? You see uh, who he got? Your favorite. It's your favorite, James Martin. No, it says... Look at uh, this. Ca- hold on. That's the least offensive here when you have <laughs> Melissa McCarthy and Amy Schumer and even Jim Gaffigan sucks these days. Hugh Grant. Why? Well, you also have Jack McBriar who plays the same gay guy on everything because I think mm-hmm. that's all he's got. 
Tom Lennon. Bobby Moynihan. Wow. Bobby Moynihan. This cast. Christian Slater. Sarah Cooper. Who's Sarah Cooper? I don't know. Seinfeld. What this oh, it's a Netflix movie. Great. Mm-hmm. It says, Kellogg's and Post's sworn serial rivals race to create a pastry that would change the face of breakfast forever. So it's going to be Melissa McCarthy being fat falling over stuff that has sugar in it and colors. Yeah. And Amy Schumer doing the same thing, but on the other side, on the Post side instead of the Kellogg side. Great, Jerry. Uh, Great, Jerry. Yeah. Seems, like, uh, seems like you had one hit. Jerry, seems like you were able to piggyback on one good idea, <laughs> you lucky motherfucker, because everything else he's tried to do. But, I, I mean, mean B-movie is not horrendous, but it's... It's B-movie. Come on now. B-movie, uh, exactly. Even, with, even yeah. with his one hit, I think in retrospect, it's very clear that the Larry. successful... Yeah, it was all Larry David. He's <laughs> yeah, even exactly. the least interesting component yeah. of his own show. So that show he, is Kramer and George. No. Kramer nor George, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like Elaine is fine, she works, but an episode of just Jerry and Elaine is kind of like, okay, cool. I can I can see one. And then the next one is the same. It's kind of like, I where's uh, where's George's dad? Where's Newman? You know, yeah. where's the funny? Because those two, I guess Elaine was funnier than yeah. Jerry was the worst. Yeah, character. no, I, I much prefer yeah. Elaine over Jerry. Yeah. Jerry's very yeah. dull. Jerry's. There's nothing going on there. So he's Jerry, he's somebody who invested his money Jerry's, correctly and got the title of legend because he had one one good show, one good thing to his name. And because he did send up when send up was horrendous mm-hmm. and very simple and very, you know, uh street jokes type of thing. Right. Um uh, yeah, that's I mean, good for him that he has that name, I guess. So he can do whatever he wants, but that sounds Pretty horrible. <laughs> Here's what I'll say Pretty about bad. Jerry Seinfeld. He was the one tolerable person that they interviewed for that George Carlin documentary. Uh, because you can tell he does not like the idea of, oh, the comedian's the modern philosopher. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, how about we listen to the comedian and his takes and let, let's let the funny guy voice up and tell us what's wrong with society. Yeah. Because, you know, they're the, the best critics. You know, they're always the, the ones that are there to criticize things that are... That are wrong. Uh, Truth to power. That whole thing. Do you, do you even know that he had a, a special last... Jerry like 2020? Yeah. Called 23 Hours to Kill. I just learned about that on IMDb. Was <laughs> it it's in on Netflix. black and white? Uh, that's a good question. The cover looks like he's like a... Nope. He's like a secret agent man. Oh. No, I have not seen this. I, I saw his special. I think he did in black and white uh, a couple of years before this. Yeah, this is from 2020. Didn't, I guess Netflix did maybe didn't do a great job of shoving it down your throat every time you open Netflix. Uh, oh. Not funny 30 years later. Yeah, that shit evolves. I don't know. Uh I was, I just I was just curious as to because you said he invested his money really well. I'm assuming not in the industry because the projects. I mean, comedians and cars is is good, but mostly because of oh yeah, I person, forgot he did right? that. Yeah, no, that was actually all right. That wasn't bad. Yeah, but everything he's like, he see he puts his name as producer on. It's always shit. It's always like when Colin Quinn wants to do something or Tom Papa. 
Tom yeah. Papa must have some good blackmail on him because he appeared on Tom Papa's NBC game show one time. Marriage ref. Uh-huh. Horrible. Yeah. It's that, uh, what, the Seinfeld Mafia, right, in New York? You got Colin, you got... <laughs> That's it. That's about it. It's, you got Tom Papa, Colin, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Jer- Jerry Seinfeld's uh, chauffeur. Uh, whoever is the pilot to his personal helicopter. The guy that uh, gets his cars from the fifth floor down to his floor. Right. I was never a fan. Never a fan, personally. Of Jerry? Of Jerry. I like Seinfeld, I, but uh, I don't like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that was a big... It seems like he always had uh, like a huge ego for the type of comedian that he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was so successful. But then when you hear stories about him being a dick, you're like, all right, dude, like, we get it. Fucking, what about napkins? Or what about airplane <laughs> napkins? It's like, fuck you. Like, why is this the guy, you know? And I guess because he had the biggest sitcom of all time. But at the same time, we, we go back to the, the, the little rant that I had on the last or the other episode, where it's just like, comedians are not, like, I don't, they should not be seen as like, exactly what you just said a couple of minutes ago it's just they're not the philosophers of our time or whatever it's like just fucking tell your fart jokes it's funny and that's it yeah yeah which comes back to rob schneider terror yeah. on the prairie i uh yeah. well what do you would, would you recommend terror on the prairie uh just like most most movies that we talk about here uh, I, I don't think it's for everyone. I think uh, the lack of a recognizable star that, that drives the movie uh, could turn off just regular viewers. Uh, but I think it's really well done. Uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that, like you said, they're very condensed and very small stories. I think they should try a little bit more with the story maybe in the future. So that it's a simple story, but there's a little bit more to it other than just, uh, hey, I'm shooting you from the other house and now you're shooting me, you know? <laughs> like, okay, we understand. Uh, but uh, I, I, I like the fact that they're putting money into like small productions like this with like little stories where it doesn't have to be like an extended something or like a shared something. So good for them. It's a, I, I like it better than shot in. I might be biased because I only saw it once, uh, but I feel like this one is better, was done better, but it needed that Gallo thing, I think. And they would be smart to continue using him in in uh, future projects because from the actors that they've casted on, what, three movies they've put out? He's still like the most interesting one, so... If no, if Hollywood is not going to touch him for years, they should be using him on everything, you know, if he's willing, I guess. Right. I think if, if he's willing is going to be the, the big question there, because I think he's pretty content just hanging out and being super picky about what he does. Uh, yeah. Like, I, could you see, could you see him playing the villain in this? I could see him playing the villain in this. I think I think it would have been um, fantastic if they held him over for this one, because then I f- I feel like then you have all your ducks in a row, and um, you know he has the ability to be so menacing, even when he's given material that is not especially menacing. You know, yeah. I think the 
I think the difficult part is, is maybe believing that, you know, he had a daughter or a family that he would care about. That would be the biggest stretch. But maybe you don't even really need that. Maybe maybe it's just a story to go do something awful. Who knows? But uh, I didn't think this was a bad movie at all. I think it's a better made movie than uh, Shut In. I, maybe a, a good deal of that has to do with the fact that they actually went out to Montana and had that mountain yeah. backdrop, which is great looking in every mm-hmm. single shot. You know, the setting really made the movie pop. Uh, and Shut In obviously was just confined to a broom closet, right? A, yeah. a pantry. So you have that. It's, it's night and day contrast as far as the visuals go and i didn't even think shut in looked bad or anything but it's just like if you have that kind of backdrop it's going to be more compelling for the eye um it gives you something to look at really right that's that's one of the big problems with with shut in that i have is that uh it's a small story with maybe two locations right uh but then there's not enough for you to focus on what you're seeing there's not enough story there's not enough there uh, for you to not care about the fact that they're barely showing you anything. Uh, you have movies like, uh, fuck, what is that? This uh, Ryan Gosling, not Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds uh, movie Barbie. where he's in. Let's take a look at he's... Ryan Gosling as Ken. What a beautiful man. I'm so glad he's back and doing dog shit fucking blockbuster you know? movies like this in The Gray Man. Why? He must have run out of money already. He must be looking at his bank and like, oh, three kids. Fuck, this is this is not good. He looks like Ken. Look, this looks great. You know why? Because back in 2012, they were going to do this, this movie with Amy Schumer as Barbie. Okay? In 2012? This is, back in 2012, or maybe it was like 2015 or something. It was going to be this with Barbie. And instead, we get Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. What an improvement. What is the movie about, though? Are they playing the toys? Are they playing the the? Is it the world of Barbie? So they are literally Ken and Barbie, or, I think so. or are we? Because you don't that's, have like you don't weird. have like the action figure. Well, I guess Barbie doesn't have that. Barbie's just kind of to keep your hands to your side, or you go right up or down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so awkward for not very minutes. not not a lot of action in that figure. You know, it's a it's a figure to change clothes and. I don't know, sit them in the convertible. Maybe they can do a crossover with Transformers or something in a couple of years. Isn't it all Mattel? Yeah, with uh, Battlefield. Barbie and Battlefield with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very confused Battle what they're doing with this. What did I say, Battlefield? Yeah. Battlefield is a game. Battlefield I'm, Earth. Uh, we'll bring in John Travolta yeah. <laughs> as the Xenu character. <laughs> can and battlefield earth uh yeah i'm very confused at that it um i don't know i eh, meh, meh, I, is there a story to barbie i thought barbie was just a doll that hey now she's got a different outfit because she's a doctor and now she's a massage therapist so she's asian you know what i mean like they, <laughs> they it was about it was about uh, occupations, not about a story. As far as I know, I'm not a. An well, maybe she'll go Barbie through. A, maybe she's a woman trying to figure out what she wants to do in life. So she runs through a bunch of occupations and variations of Ken. Right. Okay. So that'll be good, and then she'll wind so up look, with look, her Malibu dream house. So look forward to the Patreon exclusive episode of Barbie coming out in 20. When is this coming out? Uh, probably summertime. It's probably soon, right? 
No. Nah. For this year? No, no way. They would have a, at least have a trailer by now, right? You would think so for a movie this big with that many stars in it. They might be pushing it out to next year, but th- that would be a weird. Three, yeah. July 21st, 2023. Oh, Romantic comedy directed by Greta, Greta Gerwig is directing this. Like, I thought she was acting in it. Ugh. All right. Well, good for her. Who would she money, play? Right? Barbie, Barbie's uglier little sister. I don't know. Is there how many characters is, are there in the Barbie universe? <laughs> Can we look up Barbie dolls? Can we just type in Barbie universe characters? I feel like she had a different boyfriend for a while who's like Tanner, tr- a little more ethnic. Okay, so I'm trying to find any type of information about this movie. Noah Baumbach wrote it with Greta Gerwig. So that's Weird. Didn't they just uh, break up like seven years ago? Why? Why are they doing that? How about aren't aren't they married to new people by now? How about you no, knock me, it off? Let me tell you the cast. Uh, you have Margot Robbie as Barbie. You have Emma Mackey as this British actress in a show called uh, Sex Education on Netflix. I think okay, pretty big. Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, Michael Sarah. There, there he is. Okay, there he is. Yeah, Kate McKinnon. Uh, America Ferrero's Ugly Betty, right? Wow, she's uh, back. Asa Ray is in it. Mm-hmm. Rhea Perlman is in it. Who I haven't seen Rhea playing? Perlman in like 20 years. I don't I know. I saw her on Taxi in 1986. <laughs> yeah, The Witch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she looks like now. Uh, but this just sounds like such a bizarre project that I'm kind of intrigued by it. Because yeah. You don't really like Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig don't really sound like big blockbuster funny movie, right? It's to me, it would sound more like a oh, Barbie's going through an internal struggle, you know, mm-hmm. and Ken cheated on her with another man, uh, but Ken he doesn't want to tell the wall her again. Ken's upset right. and yelling at me again. I want a divorce from Ken. Yeah, that like, I'll, I'll, I might see that not in theaters, but. I mean, maybe if there's another pandemic, we wind up locked down from like next month to the month that yeah. comes out. But otherwise, the gay monkeypox. Once we all started mysteriously getting it, mm-hmm. <laughs> monkeypox. Give me a break. Uh, well, I'm glad Ryan's back. I can't wait to see Wolfman. Wolfman should be good. And um, I had something else I wanted to say. Oh, you know what I learned recently? Speaking of Joker. Did you know that there was going to be a Joker film like 25 years ago that Charlie Kaufman was going to write the script to who did okay. adaptation and being mm-hmm. John Malkovich and Spike Jones was going to direct and they pitched this to Jack Nicholson first and were like, we want to have you back as Joker and it's going to be an older Joker. He's going to come out of retirement and do like one last kind of job or something. And he said, Nick Nicholson's loved it, thought it was a great idea. And it was around the time he was doing the pledge because somebody asked him and was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come back as Joker. So someone asked him about that, did not ask about this project. And then uh, I guess Charlie Kaufman got cold feet, didn't want to write the script. And so he looked he looked like this. Yes. Uh, what well, I look know, like I... in about 50 years. That's right. <laughs> I can I can see it as like an old Joker that see takes like that. Uh, I would what kind of made me excited about what we thought 
DC was going to do with this Joker movie, which is uh, focus on like small stories of side characters, maybe not main characters, uh, and then just give them their own one story and that's the movie and that's it. Uh, which is why I, I think Joker works so well, where it's just a very contained, very small story where it doesn't have to uh, extend or uh, inject itself into a, a huge universe or anything like that, because I'm so sick mm-hmm. of that. Something like this, where you grab a character like the Joker and, and give him like an original story that's not related to any comic books, but it's also an alternate take on the Joker because he's old now, kind of like what they did with uh, Batman... Batman, uh, what's the future one when when Bruce is old and uh, the suit is just full black? Right, where it's like, okay, maybe it wasn't the greatest animated Batman because that's the, the, the main Batman show. But it's like an interesting take on a character where he doesn't have to be a badass anymore. He doesn't have to be, you know, the, the crazy now. He's mellowed out a little bit and he's older now. So the perspective that that character would have is like an interesting way to go that would be completely different than what every everyone else is doing with with comic books mm-hmm. so that would be cool I, I it just sucks that these companies are not brave enough to do that you know because of monetary gain pretty much well we'll we'll see i mean warner brothers is now owned by discovery and it seems like they're cleaning house on everybody they're getting rid of everybody who is a problem and making all these very questionable decisions about well, maybe we should do a Birds of Prey movie. Maybe we should do this movie, that movie. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think we're going to see some sort of change in the next couple of years uh, for the better. And it said, there, there were some articles that said, hey, we want to do more movies like Joker, where they're just going to be self-contained because this bigger, this bigger idea you're trying to do here that you're trying to like keep on track and uh, you, know, you, you already lost like the architect of that. I don't think that's going to be the right idea going forward. It's just going to wind up messier. And now you look, every show seems like every non-live show anyway, seems like a new Ezra Miller allegation comes out. Now they're saying he was grooming a 13 year old girl and giving her LSD and pills. And she's like, no, I wasn't groomed. He loves me. You know, oh, she's 18 Jesus. now. So it's like, a, it could Christ. potentially kill the allegations because she's an adult at the right. moment. But her parents are like, no, he's a sick fuck. We all know he's a sick fuck. Do you think and he's just going to keep getting out? Yeah, it is. It is. 100% it is. There's no question about it. And as soon as it does come out, then he's over. He's going to they're going to nail him with so many different accusations and charges. He's been arrested like four times now. He's saying, "Uh, don't touch my penis. I'm they them. Please refer to me by Actually, uh, according to this amendment, you have to let me go because you didn't call me the right name." You know, he's pulling those shenanigans and uh, showing up at hotel rooms and like threatening couples. Uh, Can you imagine children. having that guy threaten you and not just beating the fuck out of him? <laughs> he looks so frail and wiry that it's just like, how do you have this attitude and no one's beating your ass yet? Because he's rich and he is the hate crime accuser. He'll say, oh, this was a hate crime because I'm non binary, trans, female identifying gay man. I guess he also attacks women, right? So he I does. Guess it's, it's, it's he doesn't go. He doesn't go for guys. He goes after girls. <laughs> he will choke you if you're a woman. He'll fucking knock you around. And then if you're a guy and you shove him, well, your life is over. He's calling the police and he's going to sue your ass. And he's got way more money and way more access to better attorneys than you. 
unstoppable. So fuck that kid. (laughs) Yeah. He's the worst human on the planet, Ezra Miller. And I can't wait to see this Flash movie. I'll be first in line. I mean, I think, uh, what was the thing I said? Uh, The Dead Chorus Boys were live uh, streaming yesterday. And I said something like... uh, What happened to them? Where did they go? They disappeared, didn't they? I don't know. Well, I just saw they were... I think Spencer has just been busy. Uh, I just saw that they were live streaming yesterday, so I just joined, but I, I don't like I do not do it regular. I don't know if they have like a regular day, uh, but they were talking about the Flash movie, and I was like, yeah, this is just a movie that people care about because Michael Keaton is coming back in it, right? Any other reason is just kind of like, we don't really know where they're going with this, so... But hey, Michael Keaton, Batman, right? So... Maybe that's why it's not such a huge deal that he's such a fuck up uh, for them to cancel the movie, especially I'm sure they put hundreds of millions into the production of this. So they're going to throw it out there, even if he fucking murders someone, I'm sure. This movie is supposed to be the bridge to everything else that's coming. So if you don't get this movie out, it's not just going to fuck with the movie. It's going to fuck with Aquaman. It's going to fuck with Batgirl. It's going to fuck with all these movies that they have it, you know, it lined up to set the future for these these films. So you have to get... If they were smart, bump the Flash movie up to March, okay? If they're pushing everything back a year, so bring it out again. in March. Or maybe the end of this year. Like, I think that was, I think it was originally planned to be out next month, right? Just do it in December. Fuck it. Yeah. Get, get him Kidnap away. him. Yes. Get him in the room that like, he can't leave that room for a year. <laughs> so well, no, this movie, this movie was shot like two years ago. And then they went back for reshoots. It was supposed to come out originally in 2018, but they didn't shoot it. They didn't know what they were going to do. They had uh, Rick uh, Famuyiwa who directed, I think the movie he directed was called Dope. I might have that wrong. And that's where Kersey Clemens came in as Iris West. And then she got fired, right? And um, then she got brought back. Good for her. Uh, I feel like there's a director somewhere in between there, between Rick and somebody else. And then they landed on Andy Muschietti, and they shot it, I think, in 2019 and and maybe part of 2020. It was supposed to come out in July of this year. Went back for reshoots in 2021. And uh, now they're throwing Michael Keaton in all these films. Michael Keaton's supposed to be in Aquaman 2 as Batman. And they can't oh, do it. They can't do anything now until this movie's Wait. out. And then you have the Amber Heard thing too, right? I wonder what they're going to do with that thing. Every day I hear Amber Heard has been recast, and then I hear Amber Heard hasn't been recast. And as a matter of fact, they added more screen time with her to the movie. Test screenings say she's in it twice as much now. And then the next day they say, "Oh, they're going to recast her for Aquaman 2. And then the next yeah. day. No, she hasn't been recast. She's still in the movie, and she's a big star in the movie. My guess is she's not going to get recast until they do Aquaman 3. Actually, probably yeah. not. Probably not even then. They'll just not include probably the not. character. Or people will just forget by the time it comes out. You know, news move very quickly. I don't think anyone will give a fuck by the time a movie comes out, which I'm sure will be, what, 2024, probably? I think it it's depends. Flash- Flash the Flash. What is what is it called? It's not even called Flashpoint. It's not even it? called Flashpoint anymore. It was originally called Flashpoint, right? And now it's just the Flash. Okay, so next year. So what does DC have for this year? Shazam, Black Adam. I think it, I think all of it got moved to twenty twenty three. 
I know they put out a trailer. When I went to go see Batman, they said DC Films in 2022. And it had like all these movies that are now next year. I don't know you what's have, coming out this year. Oh, okay. So you have uh, DC League of Super Pets, which is an animated movie about... That's not a real movie. That's, that's a real movie, but it's not a real movie. Here's what they got. Aztec Batman. This is what I've been shown. There's an at, see, there's a Batman for you now. He's a oh, Mexican cool. Batman. So, like, they did uh, uh, Ninja Batman. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Uh, it seems like the only superhero movies they're putting out this year is Batgirl, which probably not coming. Not out coming year. out this year because that's got Shaz- Michael Keaton. Shazam and Black Adam. That's it. I think Black Adam got bumped too. Oh, did it? I think so. I think it's just gonna be Shazam. Lego Super Pets, July 29th, Black Adam, October 21st, and then Shazam, December 16th, and that's it. Wow, what, what, so, so what blockbusters do we have this year? That's about it. Terror on the Prairie. <laughs> All right, you have a Thor, right? Um... You have Jurassic World, which apparently bombed. Did it bomb? I think so. Wow. Uh, at that's least with genuinely surprising if that's the case. I really thought that was going to be a massive hit. Let me see. Uh, but the reviews games. for that have been awful. I'm going to see that maybe this week. I saw the last two in theaters. I enjoyed. Look, a lot oh, of people wait, shit on. on. Yeah, never mind. I'm retarded. Oh, opening $145 million, So it's made... Domestic 172 million. That's not great. When did this premiere? What's the budget? Uh, I don't have it. I don't think they they show that anymore. This fucks. Because remember how before in box office Mojo you were able to get all of that stuff, but then it was oh cool. It was <laughs> it was purchased by IMDb. I mean yeah by IMDb, and now they don't show the budget. Just how much money it made. Um, it's rather spooky, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what does it say? Waiting to join and I'm not a cat. That's cool. 185 million was the budget and it's made 179. So it's a success, I guess. So it's not going to ghost <clears throat> from theaters. Right. You got Avatar 2. You got... Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope and Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. I wonder if there's going to be some black cats in Nope. Black cats. Swat cat. Remember Swat cats? That show was cool. Remember Swat cats? No. Two cats. I don't. They would, they would fly jets and they would throw missiles and shit. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. That's the Scorsese movie coming out this year. Yeah, maybe there will be zombies in it. And then you have David O. Russell's Amsterdam. Are you excited about David O. Russell's new movie? Uh, I didn't even know that David O. Russell had a movie. I thought he was done. I thought he was the original canceled man because he touched his nephew's breasts. What? Jesus. No, yeah. Amsterdam. Uh, it's got Michael B. Jordan, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. 
uh, Chris Rock, Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, Anya Taylor, Taylor Joy, Zoe Zaldana, Timothy Oliphant, and uh, a bunch of other people. Michael Shannon. That's a huge cast. He's the villain in the Flash movie, by the way. Michael Michael Shannon. He's coming oh, back yeah? to Zod. Yeah. Oh, it's got the the guy from uh, from uh, that Sopranos movie. That's good, but that movie sucks. Uh, the main guy, Alessandro Nivola, who was in uh, that movie that I really like about self defense with uh, with uh, the art of self defense. You know, he's yeah. got a movie out too now. Uh, Riley Stearns has a, a film that just came out. Yes, I, I haven't um, I haven't seen anything about it, but apparently it's getting critical reviews. Is it uh, Duel? I think I downloaded that. Yeah, it's Duel. That's a horror movie about a girl that has two personalities or some shit. I guess so. Mm. A woman ups for a cloning procedure after she receives a terminal diagnosis, but when she recovers, her attempts to have her clone decommissioned failed, leading to a court-mandated duel to the death. That sounds like his shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like right up his alley. Like it exists in his world. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything that I'm looking forward to uh, that's coming out later in the year. It's been Avatar. most of yeah, all right. Avatar, Jesus Christ, there's gonna be an Avatar every goddamn year. They're bringing that back. I what, still what haven't even if seen it, the original. What What happens if this one flops? What do they do? They dump them all on Disney Plus at uh, the same probably, time. Yeah, yeah. They turn it into a seven yeah. season series. That would probably be the biggest fucking failure in the history of movies, you know, if that fails that horribly because mm-hmm. it's been uh, hyped up so much. That... Well, what's the response been to the trailer? Because I feel like the trailer came and went. Nobody was really paying attention to it. Uh, I don't know. I saw it. It looked like a cool animated movie. I just yeah. have no connection to it at all because I still haven't even seen the original one. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a new wait. Hold on, there's a new Transformers movie coming out next year. Too? Of course, there is. There's, there's a gonna be Little a new... Mermaid movie. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy three facts mm-hmm. Fast X, another Fast and the Furious movie. Ooh, Scream six, John Wick four. Which they couldn't Mansion get. Remake. They could not get Nev Campbell back for that Scream six movie. Yeah, they, they couldn't afford that. her. <laughs> yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is getting a remake. Great. Uh Craven the Hunter. Person Boot Boots. That's another. Creed three. What Which I, I don't even think they got Stallone for that one. I think he said no thank you. Or they disinvited him or something. I don't know. Christmas story Christmas. There's another Christmas story movie they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Why? And they got the original kid to play. Uh, what's his name? Ralphie again. Peter Billings is coming back as Ralphie. There's a Salem slot. I think we've talked about this. Right? Yeah, we Salem talked about that. Episode. I would like to do a Salem slot episode at some point, um, but I would expect that it's going to be hard to find the TNT miniseries version if you don't own the DVD, which I do, and I'm going to pick it up when I go back to Massachusetts. Uh, but that would be something I'd like to do uh, pretty soon. Focus, focus, two. Also shot in Massachusetts. <laughs> All right. 
Listen, yeah, I, it looks like a horrendous year for movies, really. I, I think this episode's over. Yeah. We got two more episodes coming up this week. We got three days of recording in a row. At least that's the tentative schedule. We're going to go. If you are a patron over on patreon.com slash low in the $5 tier, and you are watching this video right now, we're going to go live tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, with Brendan from Tales from the Mall and the Isolation Chamber. So, uh, there's a lot of about she hate me she she hate me wrong side I, she oh hate by me. the way i wanted to ask you you said that wasn't Tubi, right because i can't I never find that. a torrent oh i said not i can't find a fucking torrent that works they've been stuck at zero for and i that and i got four different ones they're all stuck in zero just like no one wants me to watch nobody, this movie. well nobody <laughs> wants to watch that movie that's the thing is uh it's not a popular film. I consider it Spike Lee's worst movie. So this will be, I was going to say, this is the first time we're covering Spike on the show, but no, we did the five bloods. We did an episode on that when it dropped. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be worse than that. It's going to be much worse than that. Okay. Great. Uh, I watched it twice back to back once normal, once with the commentary last week, because I found it at my local Dwayne Reed right next to final fantasy, the spirits within it was some kind of weird, synchronicity kismet where i was like where you found what i found on the on the dvd shelf at Dwayne reed which is like a rite aid in new york yeah or a walgreens she hate me and oh. final fantasy the spirits within next to each other i was like my god how much they were both how much both five bucks <laughs> i think it was 4.99 a piece i was like oh man i can only pick one of you and I already owned Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. The cover I got is so much better. But it's in Brockton. It's in Massachusetts. What do I do? So I picked She what, Hate So you me. got this, this movie that you watched once and it's a piece of shit, but you just wanted to have it yeah. twice? Yeah. <laughs> Great. All right. So I, I got it. Well, first of all, what I did was I did an Amazon check. And I was like, all right, well, how much is the DVD? Now, typically, I don't even buy DVDs. I just buy Blu-rays. But I don't think this is on Blu-ray. So I typed in, what is the DVD cost? And DVD cost, I think it was twelve ninety nine when I checked it. So I was like, "Oh man, this is a great investment." So I got it, and then I posted it to Instagram, and Brendan sent me a fire emoji react, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to do a show on this?" <laughs> and that's why we're doing a show tomorrow on yeah. "She Hate Me." It'll be yeah. a great time. Can't wait for you to watch it. Is it, it's not like on it, Amazon Prime or something for two ninety nine. I'll send you the two ninety nine to rent the movie if you got it. I, Amazon, I can't watch Amazon Prime because it, 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 you can't even use VPN with them. They recognize it. So wow, too slick. Yeah, I know it's fuckers. I'll, I'm sure I'll find it at. Uh, it's not on Yiffy. That's where I got it, and I got like I got the seven twenty p, the two they have, and the two they have for ten eighty p. Then I went to a different website that I also use for torrents. Got a different one too. Nothing. They're not. They're just not. I moving think at all. I have it downloaded for the New York documentary I'm doing. Um, I think I nabbed it I from think... Yiffy and it worked. So if I do, I'll send that to you. And if not, then um... I just found it on one, two, three movies. Never mind. I was just gonna say one, two, three movies would probably almost. I'm sorry. Two hours and eighteen minutes, you mm-hmm. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much two movies uh, in one, and you'll see that. Great. So no, neither of them is good. <laughs> no, uh, we're gonna be doing "She Hate Me" live. Uh, this whole little Twitter scene that involves Brendan and Jack, the perfume nationalist, and a bunch of other people seems to be something's going on with it. 
something bad's going on with it. What do you mean? Because I'm in a couple of group chats and just oh, yeah? abruptly people started leaving like long text essays saying, all right, guys, the time has come. I'm done doing this. I don't like drum. And then they leave. And then there's like an exodus where I got like, I don't even check these things to begin with. I'm not part of them really. But I, I was like, what's going on here? Because I saw the notification and then the little, you get a preview of the message. Yeah, yeah. And um, I clicked it and it was just like 30 people left the group chat. There's some kind of a little Twitter war going on. I'm so glad I'm not part of it. I have no interest in any of that. Okay. It's so necessary. So, yeah. So petty. So dumb. You know, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't interact with anyone. So I guess that's why all of that shit is always so foreign to me. You know, I think of the only group chat that I'm in are the, the ones that I'm with you guys and the guys from, from Headshot. And then the one that I was just added about that show that we're doing where it's five of us and that's it. Just because of that same thing. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't keep up <laughs> with shit and I'm bad at messaging back. So it's just it's too much. All that unnecessary fucking fights for shit that someone said or someone heard that someone said is just uh, fucking. All right. That has been boobies <laughs> for this week. Yes. We're tired. We're very tired. Oh, older <laughs> men here on this program. It's past our bedtimes and uh, it's time we go to sleep. So night, night.